Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospitals, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning, Dr. Hilden, taking the day off today. Our special guest host, who has been here on a number of occasions, is Dr. Sam Ives, who uh, works in both inpatient and outpatient internal medicine. Uh, He has particular interest in uh, medical education, working with residents, medical students, and we mentioned that in the past, too. Uh, Hematology and the social determinants of health. Dr. Ives will be answering your health questions today on Healthy Matters, your general health questions, because it's an open line show. This is kind of where you get to... Kind of on-the-spot uh, training. Let's, yeah. let's see how much you remember. From... Well, good morning, Denny. I like come to on. call it stump the chump a little stump. bit, so <laughs> see what people come up with. As I said, Dr. Ives has been with us before. He's kind, kind enough to be our, our guest host today as well. So if you do have a general health question for Dr. Ives, by all means, call it in or send a text. We've cleared the lines, and if you want to use it by phone, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 818 818- Zero seven, as usual with an open line show, you know we tend to get busy. So uh, if you have a question, uh, shoot us a call right away or send us a text as soon as you can. I wanted to ask you, if I may, about, I mentioned off the air that uh, my son and I, and my wife will do it too, because after getting the flu a couple of years ago, she said, no, I'll be joining you in getting the flu shot. Um, we usually target it, you know, the first week or two of October. Is that a, a decent time or does it matter? Uh, that's a great question. So the question is just, you know, is the timing of the flu shot matter within the flu season? I personally would say the most important thing is just taking the time to get it. Uh, some people who are maybe at the highest risk for the flu, uh, they might talk to their doctor about waiting a little bit later in the season. But I hate to just sort of see, as I do with home projects, that waiting sort of turns into not doing it at all. Isn't that true? Right. So I would just say that the most important thing is to get it. One thing I'd also emphasize is that if you're the healthiest person you know, that's actually a good reason to get it because that means you might have family members or coworkers or someone else who's susceptible to the flu. So a lot of people will tell me, well, I'm as healthy as can be. If I get the flu, I'm not going to be in trouble. And that might be right. However, it also means that they might be visiting a family member, they might have a coworker and someone else that if they were to contract the flu, they'd be high risk to pass that on to someone that could get very, very sick from it. That's a good point. Uh, and there's a, I can't remember which kind of, with someone that who may be a little more mature like me, isn't there a little, a, a higher level of, uh, of a flu shot? That's right. So there's both, uh, there's an age-based flu shot. So if you're over 65, there's a different flu shot. And there's also for over 65, there's kind of a boosted flu shot. 
So, Denny, you may be eligible for the super flu shot. Uh, so I should ask for that. Give me you the could sort of see. It's like getting a double shot of coffee in the morning. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd rather have that, but, <laughs> but it's you not going to help see, you with the flu. It does have specific criteria, so it's not something you would need to know. And often, even when there's a complicated guideline, a doctor will look this up on a website to say, you know, which of my patients is eligible for this thing. Now, how young a, a, a person can get the flu shot? Uh, as someone above, I'm not a pediatrician, yes, but I believe true. the guideline is above six months of age, you're eligible for the flu shot. So anyone six months and older, and there's no age limit, you don't age out of a flu shot. Is there, is, is there still a nasal form of that? I'm not, I haven't heard about it because I don't look for that. But. Uh, in a prior year, the nasal form was thought to be less effective. Uh, I'm not sure for this season if they'll be offering it. Typically, it's offered for kids for obvious reasons of, you know, I can agree for my kids to do a sniff as opposed to doing a shot itself. Have you been seeing it all? I, I've had friends of mine and some relatives uh, that uh, have come down with cold. A lot of people experiencing uh, upper respiratory problems. Have you been seeing that in the hospital at all? We have. You know, the flu season really is not in uh in peak season yet, but we are seeing a lot of people with colds being passed around, and some have been very severe. We've seen uh, some people come down with things that have required hospitalization that started out more like a common cold. Now, I, I'm just, by the way, we're getting text messages, as you can see, doctor. That number, by the way, if it's easier, is 81807, or call us 651-989-9226. There's a text that says, if I handle anything cold, or if my hand gets cold, certain fingers turn white, and get numb. Is this something to be concerned about? Well, uh, the caller is describing something called Raynaud's phenomenon, which is actually quite common. It's more common in women where you'll go even in the frozen food section of the grocery store, fingers could turn white or purple. It can be very painful. Uh, Most people who have this don't have a serious underlying condition, uh, but a small percentage might have it associated with uh, a systemic uh, health problem, meaning something that affects the whole body, and this is one symptom. So it's not anything urgent, but you might talk with a doctor about it. The most obvious thing people do is wear warmer clothes. And an additional thing uh, is that there are some medications that can help with this if it's very severe. So there's a type of blood pressure medicine and some other medicines that can help with this if it's very painful that affects what we call a spasm of the arteries so that the blood flow is reduced, where in the cold they spasm, you get these very cold or white fingers, which you can imagine is a problem in Minnesota. And you say that's relatively common. That it's Raynaud's. a fairly common. This Raynaud's is relatively common. So I'd like to emphasize most people who have it don't have a serious health condition. However, it can be painful. It can cause other problems. And in rare cases, it can be associated with a systemic or a whole body illness of some kind. All right, here's a text that uh, just came in. Uh, Should an 80-year-old get a pneumonia vaccination if they're in a group home setting? Uh, The health level of this person is not great, they say. Any concerns with additional problems as a result of getting it? Like, does it impact uh, blood sugar, blood glucose at all? So this call is about a different vaccine called the pneumonia vaccine. Who should get that, doctor? So the pneumonia vaccine is recommended for people with certain uh, chronic health conditions like diabetes or people who smoke. 
uh, people who have these health conditions like emphysema or smoking are at higher risk of getting pneumonia. And the shot prevents a certain specific type of bug called pneumococcus. It's recommended also in some settings like a group home setting. And there is an age-based limit, meaning above a certain age, it's also recommended to get the pneumonia vaccine. To speak to the caller's concern, there are really very few to none side effects of the vaccine. It doesn't affect blood sugar. Some people will get soreness in their arm from it, uh, just as they might from a flu shot, but it does not make you ill in any way. So you can't get the pneumonia from the shot itself. What is uh, on that topic? Walking pneumonia isn't pneumonia, right? Or is it? Well, walking pneumonia is sometimes a, a very old description we had where someone would feel not too impacted, where they might feel a little winded, a little run down, and they'd go to the doctor and an x-ray would show a pneumonia. And this was kind of called walking pneumonia because we were used to the type of pneumonia where you were really laid up in bed sure. and felt awful for a few days. Walking pneumonia is typically a bacterial infection, and it is treated with antibiotics. So in some cases, a walking pneumonia can get real severe, and it is something that may or may not be prevented by the vaccine. The vaccine isn't preventing all pneumonias, but it's good at reducing risk for those at highest risk, for smokers, for people with COPD or emphysema, for people with some other chronic health conditions, or most importantly, for people above a certain age where there'd be a higher risk. Once in a while, we hear uh, you and your colleagues uh, like Dr. Hilden uh, give us a percentage of like, well, this year they're saying that the the effectiveness of the flu shot is 30 percent or 40 percent. Have you heard any figure of the upcoming season? We That's a great question. So we're all kind of in the wait and see at this moment. So we often have to sort of see the flu shot is designed based on a best estimate of what types of bugs might be contributing to the flu or what, uh, more accurately, what strains of the flu might be circulating in the U.S. Last year's uh, flu shot was less effective than some years. And people take that to mean, well, maybe I shouldn't get the flu shot. However, if you look at it from a risk perspective, if you said, well, uh, you know, uh, my likelihood of getting into a car crash, you know, is low, people still wear their seatbelts. And even the flu shot that's, say, 30% effective, which sounds like a low number, that might be critically important. People very much are still hospitalized the flu. Uh, we see people who are sick in the intensive care unit with it. And most importantly, on a on a you know everyday basis, all of us have jobs and responsibilities or families to care for where being sick with the flu is a big deal. You bet it is. 651-989-9226. Or again, if it's easier, and a lot of folks are sending text messages, 81807. Uh, talk about the texter. We'd like you to talk about the importance of the shingles shot. Who should get that? Okay, this is another hot topic because there's a newer shingles vaccine. So the older shingles vaccine had the trade name Zostavax, and the newer one, uh, callers may have heard or seen advertisement for a newer one called Shingrix. Uh, It's an effective uh, vaccine. It is recommended for people who even got the prior shot. Unfortunately, there's been such high demand for the shot that many clinics are on back order for this. Now, instead of the flu, shingles is typically not as severe a condition. Very, very painful, but doesn't lead to as many hospitalizations or death. So if someone says, well, I need, I'm supposed to get the shingles vaccine, but it's 
it's sold out of my local doctor's office. This isn't a reason to panic. Uh, It is something that's recommended, even if you've had the prior vaccine, but it's something that if you didn't get it until next spring, uh, wouldn't be as critical. Flu is something that you want to kind of think about uh, going to your school when they have the open house, when they come through your workplace, making sure to get it because it's an every year thing. Whereas the shingle shot or pneumonia shots are something that you get, then you wait a period of time and may or may not be eligible to do it again. Now, I know you're not a pediatrician, but you do have a few kids, young kids, by by the way. Uh, do the do babies, do kids still, do they get all sorts of uh, shots that will cover chicken pox, for example? They do. So uh, almost everyone who was born before a certain year just got chicken pox the natural way without a vaccine. Uh, these days, my kids uh, and others all got the uh, shot for chicken pox. So, uh, but it is important when you think about adults with the shingle shot, you don't have to ask your parents to say, did I have chicken pox as a kid or not? If you're a certain age, it's an amazingly high number above 99% of people have been exposed to chicken pox. So if you're, say, a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old or beyond, you don't have to remember an episode of chicken pox to be eligible for this shingle shot. And that's pretty high for those that have, like me, way back when, uh, that it's that's a, the people that end up getting shingles is a pretty high percentage, isn't it? That's, like one out of three or something like that? It ends up being a fairly high number, and that's why this newer shingle shot is something that we're hopeful about. It's going to be very helpful. Because it's newer, we don't have the long-term data to say how it's going to work in 20 years. That said, it is something that was recommended, again, even if you had the prior shingle shot because it's a painful condition, can be very debilitating. Yeah, that's what I hear. All right. Hang on, doctor. Uh, Dr. Sam Ives is with us filling in for Dr. Hilden today. We're not talking. We don't have to talk about shots or the flu shot or whatever we have. This is an open line show. If you have another general health question for the doctor, by all means, call it in or text it in. Phone number 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Text number is eight one eight zero seven, and we'll come back with more healthy matters on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Back to healthy matters, an open line show. That means you drive the show for Doctor Sam Ives. You can ask Doctor Ives your question either by phone or by text. And before we get back to the show, uh, Doctor Ives, I wanted to mention that Doctor Hilden recently talked about hernia repair. We had th- that topic on the show with Doctor John Crook and Doctor Ashley Merrick. Uh, they are hosting a free hernia infant. Boy, we got a lot of results, a lot of calls about that as well. A lot of interest in hernia repair. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly common. The most common type of hernia we often hear about is called an inguinal hernia. It's in the groin. It's more common in men, mm-hmm. but we do see a uh, hernia itself is just a general term, uh, which means kind of an outpouching of that happens through a, a weakness in the muscles, and it can happen in a several different conditions. So inguinal hernia or a hernia in the groin is most common. There's a lot of different types, and it can cause people a lot of pain and disability, sure. trouble walking, a trouble with lifting and other things, and it is something that really is just best treated surgically. We don't have a medication that treats hernias. Uh, we don't have a long-term, uh, like the equivalent of a back brace that you can use that really is a long-term fix in the same way. And as I said, a, a huge amount of interest in it, but they're hosting a free hernia uh, information session and screening at Hennepin Healthcare Saturday, October 13th, 9 to 11 a.m. at the Clinic and Specialty Center, that uh, nice new building. Uh, here's your chance to learn about hernias and the latest treatment techniques. 
they talked about on the show. Now, if you or someone you know has a hernia, uh, please plan on attending. It's a free information session with the surgery team. You can RSVP at hennepinhealthcare.org forward slash hernia. That's hennepinhealthcare.org forward slash hernia. Just wanted to get that out. Uh, and we had a, a telephone call that somebody wanted to ask about the uh, the pneumonia shot. Was that what they were talking about? And, and uh, do you have to get, is there a booster? What's the story on that, Doctor? Yeah, so uh, so the pneumonia shot is not an annual or yearly shot. However, uh, so once you've had it, you're typically uh, protected for up to five years. In some people, there's a newer pneumonia shot that people may have heard of that's called a Prevnar 13. The prior pneumonia shot that more commonly adults get is called the Pneumovax or the Pneumovax 23. The way to remember it, as uh, someone texted in as well, is if you've had neither, typically we give the lower number followed by the higher number. So if you've had neither, you start with the 13, and then about a year later you get the 23. However, after you've had both of those in a series, you're typically not getting another shot for at least five years, and some people are only getting a single shot. It gets a little bit complicated based on your age. However, that's because the pneumonia itself doesn't change from year to year like the flu. The flu, you might have some protection that you get from one year to the next, but the flu is a type of virus that changes very fast. So if you get it in 2018, you really may or may not be protected in 2019, and that's why this annual flu shot is so important. All right. Just a reminder that if you're just joining us, Dr. Sam Ives is filling in for Dr. Hildenton and is an internal medicine physician. You treat mainly adults, right? That's right. Yep. So internal medicine is just... Uh, mainly non-surgical, mainly non-pregnant adult patients. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's what you do. Karen in Minnetonka is calling in. Karen, the doctor is listening. What is your question? Thank you. I, my question is, I have severe dry mouth. I've had it for a few months, and I've tried every over-the-counter um, item that you could think of, and and recently tried something called Zyla Melt. It's 500 milligrams of a, a lozenge type thing. Nothing works. I take three blood pressure meds and one anxiety drug, and um, and nothing, nothing I take can get rid of it. It is awful. It's it, I, it's hard for me to eat. Hmm. What do you think, Doctor? Uh, well, first I'd say I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That seems like a very uncomfortable situation. We've all experienced a dry mouth, but um, I can imagine that just having it for such a prolonged period of time is difficult. Um, it would be reasonable to review your medications with a doctor. Uh, specifically, an anxiety medication sometimes can cause a dry mouth as a side effect depending on the medicine. Uh, but also there are people who are very prone to dry eyes and dry mouth, and this can be a condition that a doctor could test for and treat. Uh, rather than a pill or a supplement, there actually is something called artificial saliva, if you can believe it, where it's something that would use. People are much more com- familiar with the idea of eye drops that you'd put in for dry or irritated eyes, but there's a similar thing that you can use for a dry mouth. 
This, of course, causes people all sorts of problems with eating, with talking, with being uncomfortable. So if you're still having the dry mouth that's not going away, I would talk to your doctor about this, review the medications. And there is a condition associated with both dry eyes and dry mouth that your doctor may test for. Oh, all right. Very good. Good luck, Karen. Thank you for the call. There's a line open if you want to use the phone to call Dr. Ives, 651-989-9226. Do you see a text over there? Sure. Someone asked about another type of shot, and so someone asked, as I said, I'm a 56-year-old and I've never had a TB or tuberculosis shot. Should I plan on getting this? And actually, tuberculosis is one of the uh, one of the conditions that's, of course, been around forever that we don't have a shot for. What was so, that test that you had as a kid? Uh, there's a skin test called a PPD uh, where someone can imagine they put a little bubble of uh, liquid underneath your skin and then you got had to be tested two or three days later. Uh, some people should be tested to see if they've had that, mainly if they're in a healthcare setting, if they're working as a health aide in a nursing home. But in general, a healthy individual doesn't have to be tested for tuberculosis unless there's an underlying health concern, if they have an immune system problem and so forth. So currently we don't have a preventive shot, unfortunately, even though tuberculosis is a very large problem, especially worldwide. Certainly. Doctor, we have another half hour of the show to go. We are up against the clock. We need to take a break. But again, another half hour remains. To, and to, and you, if you did not get in, either by phone or by text, you still have a chance. 651-989-9226. This, again, is an open line show. Uh, or send a text, 81807. Dr. Sam Ives filling in for Dr. David Hilden, who's taking the day off today. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Healthy Matters. Dr. Hilden taking the day off today. Dr. Sam Ives is again being the guest host today on an open line show. And if you uh, have a question for the doctor, you're driving the show, 651-989-9226, or you can send uh, Dr. Ives a text, 81807. And by the way, if you want to schedule an appointment with certainly any Hennepin Healthcare provider, I'm going to give you the number that Dr. Hilden always gives you. That's 612-873-6963. That's 612-873. You'd like to may remind yourself that it's MyMD, 873-MyMD. Dr. Ives, welcome back. And I understand that we're going to getting We got a bunch of phone calls and text messages, but there's some listener out there that's celebrating a birthday. Who's that? Yeah, so I wanted to give a specific shout out to my father-in-law, Ron Vanek in Egan, Minnesota, who turned 75 this week. He's so just a kid. Just got plenty of uh, years ahead of him. So he's uh, hopefully listening today. And I just want to say happy birthday to him again. That's great. Fantastic. All right. Uh, you wanted to grab a text or two before we get to the calls. Sure. Just a quick question since we've got so many calls about vaccines. I just wanted to say uh, uh, someone texted in about what is candida and is it similar to diabetes? So candida is actually a fungal infection or a yeast infection. Uh, it is not similar to diabetes. It actually can be caused by diabetes. So when, when someone has very high blood sugars, uh, a, a woman with diabetes would be at higher risk of having a yeast infection. Uh, Candida is not limited to women, though it can cause a skin infection. Typically, this isn't a severe condition, but it, it can be something, as many skin conditions could be, that's painful or itchy, and it is something that is treated by a type of antibiotic. Okay, so an antibiotic would, would be... That's right. That, that would case. be the main treatment. All right. Uh, there's a line open, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Carolyn, I believe, is uh, first up here in Plymouth. Good morning. Good morning. 
I was just calling in. I recently had my wellness exam and the doctor suggested I got my pneumonia shot and he suggested I get the new shingles vaccine. Well, I took that and um, that evening I started running a temperature and I was down in bed for three days and my temperature was 102 to 104. The area where the uh, shot was, my arm swelled up from that area all the way down to the elbow and turned bright red. And I, of course, after three days when I could get back in to see my doctor, um, then he gave me an antibiotic. He said, uh, I had a severe reaction to the t- um, to the shingles vaccine. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Carolyn. It is true that uh, any medication or a shot we can give has the potential to have side effects. So I'm sorry that uh, that is the case. I know the shingles shot, along with the flu shot, both of them are very low risk to cause this. Uh, but of course, if we're giving this shot to hundreds and thousands of people, a small percentage will have a reaction. So this, just to be clear, this doesn't mean, uh, one is a doctor would ask you about any contraindications or reasons you couldn't get the shot. And then in addition, you know, there are uh, certain people who are not eligible, although it's a very small percentage. So while this is definitely vivid and a terrible thing that happened, in general, we know that uh, a small percentage of people having a, a side effect, uh, in, in a sense, you know, we, we acknowledge that's the case knowing that we're still recommending the shot. If, if a huge percentage were getting the side effects, we would then say, well, let's not do this altogether, but we know that there are big benefits to these vaccines. Uh, some people get asked, uh, maybe everybody is supposed to get asked, about uh, if you're allergic to eggs. Why is that? Uh, the flu shot is derived in part by uh, growing the virus with an egg protein. So there are people who have an egg allergy who may or may not be eligible. So it is something that if you are allergic or not, it, it's just something that the doctor could ask you some more specific sure. questions about the nature of your allergy. And then there might be some uh, some other things that you might think about doing. So it's not just if you're allergic to eggs, it's not all shots. It may just be the flu shot in particular, and there's some things you could talk to your doctor about. We opened up the show talking about the flu shot, and boy, there's a lot of interest in flu, uh, shingles, and uh, pneumonia as well. Now, Ken is calling from Blaine with a question. Uh, Ken, the doctor's listening. Good morning. Um, I noticed in the uh, Star Tribune Science and Health section last week, they had an article on when to get the flu shot and what they're do what they are recommending is getting the flu shot in late October and the reason for that is because once you have the flu shot the effectiveness uh decreases by fifteen percent every month after you've had the vaccination and they're worried that by the time you get to uh peak flu season that the effectiveness has decreased to the point where um if you have it too soon, it's just maybe not that helpful. So the timing. This is a great question, Ken. Uh, I will say that sometimes, you know, doctors try to sort of outsmart the test on this one. When you get the shot, your immunity to the flu does go up over a few weeks. And then you're right that the immunity does go down after that. I would just emphasize that if they're having, let's say, a drive at your work where people are getting flu shots, you need to ask yourself, is this an opportunity where I'm going to get the flu shot or realistically uh, three weeks from now, am I going to make it to the doctor to do it? For those people who are highest risk of the flu, let's say they've uh, had 
bad pneumonia, they have lung problems like emphysema, your doctor may try to time the test itself. But again, the most important thing is there's still going to be a tail end of being protected from the flu, even if you got it today. So I myself, you know, rather than waiting for late October, I'm planning on doing it this week to get my flu shot. So while it is true that the timing of it has some importance, I'd again emphasize the most important thing is just getting the flu shot. You, if you're unsure if do I am I a person that should wait to get my flu shot, I would definitely ask your doctor about this. But for most people, the timing is less important than just making sure that you get it healthy or not. Very good. Uh, the text number is 81807. You see one there uh, we can pick up on? I know we have many. Sure. So uh, someone also asks, uh, can people who get chickenpox vaccination eventually get the shingles illness? Uh, this is a little bit of a complicated question, but in general, we currently don't, don't uh, test people to see if they, they're immune to chickenpox before giving the shingles vaccine. So we right now, you know, we don't have a lot of data to say how my two-year-old might eventually, whether or not she'll need a shingles uh, vaccine, you know, 50 years in the future. But right now what we're using is just an age-based guideline. So if you're above a certain age, whether or not you got shingles vaccination or you even remembered having chicken pox is really irrelevant. We're not testing people. We're just recommending the vaccine. Uh, we talked about strains earlier. There's somebody who works in the health uh, in a hospital uh, situation, a local hospital. Each year, shot targets different strains. Does this protection stay in my system for all these past strains? Well, uh, the flu shot uh, does mutate. Uh, the flu, I'm sorry, the flu vaccine mutates each year. So we don't really know how much the flu shot will protect in a subsequent year. Just like the caller mentioned, your immunity from the flu shot actually goes down fairly quickly. So I wouldn't, what I would say is just my best advice is I wouldn't bank on having protection if you had it last year. So we're not recommending someone doing that to wait and see. And the important thing is we don't actually know how much protection you're going to get from one year to the next. So since we don't know that information, we can't really advise to say, well, maybe last year's vaccine will offer you a little help this year. That's certainly possible, but the reason to get the annual shot is it has the best guess information about what's going to offer some protection. There was a text that came in just a bit ago, doctor, about where to get the flu shot. Does it matter? Like you said, just make sure you get it. Some people get it at a drugstore. Some people go to their primary care doc. Does it matter? Yeah, so the flu shot is not something where uh, people are selling, you know, it's not the difference between a Toyota and a Honda. So basically the flu shot that you're getting is a standard product. So if you get it at your work, if you get it at a drugstore or your doctor's office, um, in general, if a patient of mine says that they wanted, they were more comfortable going to the CVS or Walgreens sure. or their local pharmacy, there's absolutely no problem with that. The one thing to state is that sometimes there's a cost that's associated depending on where you go. So while 20 bucks to get your flu shot doesn't sound like a lot, if you're going to your doctor's office, typically the flu shot is almost always covered. So it is important to remember if you say, well, I'd rather not go, I don't need a checkup, that's totally fine. But the flu shot almost always is going to be included in a primary care under any insurance. So you don't have to read the fine print uh, on Medicare or Medica or whatever insurance you have. The flu shot is something that is going to be almost always covered. But get it. 
but get it. That's the go. bottom line. All right. We have to take a quick break here, as usual. But we have more show to come. It's an open line show today. Uh, call in or text in uh, for Dr. Ives, 651-989-9226. I see one line is open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Send a text if you like, and we have a bunch of those to tackle, 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. It is an open line show today. Dr. Hilden taking the day off. He'll be back next week. But in his stead is Dr. Sam Ives, who is also an internal medicine physician at uh, Hennepin Healthcare, answering your general health questions today. And we have a bunch of them. Uh, but we had a couple of callers that uh, wanted to ask you a couple of things, too. Sure. There are a couple quick calls. Um, we got a lot, in, a lot of calls about these vaccines. The three we've talked about a lot are flu shingles, and the pneumonia vaccine. All three are different, and all three have different eligibility. The flu shot is every year, so uh, it's everyone. So it's above six months of age. Uh, Everyone is recommended to get the flu shot. The newer shingles vaccine, it has a brand name, Shingrix. Uh, This vaccine starts at age 50. So a caller had asked, we said, well, there's a specific age. And this age is a little different than the older shingles vaccine. And to emphasize again, if you had the older one, which is called brand name Zostavax, you are still eligible for the newer one. So 50 is the age at which it starts. Another caller asked to say it's a it's a two-part shot, meaning you get one and then you get one a few weeks later. Someone said they didn't feel very well after getting the first one and said, well, what am I supposed to do? Should I go ahead with the second one? I would say uh, it might take a little more information to say, you know, feeling unwell. It's also is cold season right now. So are yes. you feeling unwell? Um, the shingles vaccine shouldn't cause a persistent cold. So if you're really feeling unwell or have fevers, that would be something to get checked out about. Otherwise, if you are having a common cold and go to your clinic, you'd still be eligible to get the shingles shot. And as another texter asks, if you have a cold, you can still get the flu shot. The flu uh, the flu shot cannot cause the flu. It's a dead virus, right? It's a dead virus, so it cannot cause the flu. So when you're getting it, even if you feel a little under the weather, some people say, well, if I'm not feeling good, should I go ahead and get the shot? The flu shot's not going to contribute to your misery well, in that type know. of situation. All right. Tell you what, Lee I know we, we have some more text messages you want to get to, but let's talk to Ann in Minneapolis. Ann, what is your question for the doctor? Uh, Yes, I have a 59-year-old son who is out of work, has no insurance, no money, and uh, I'm wondering if there is any place that he could go to get something like this or uh, how much these shots cost. Hmm. Uh, This is a tricky question. So uh, in terms of the cost of the shots, if you have no insurance. Now, the first I'd say is if you're a resident of Hennepin County, you may be eligible for a type of insurance program called Hennepin Health, and this is something that you could call just the government center, which which is right downtown by uh, Denny and I here. And there is a type of insurance that's offered for Hennepin County residents called Hennepin Health. So if you're out of work, you might be able to get insurance to cover for this. Some of the shots uh, are very expensive. So the flu shot itself is something that often there'll be a type of drive that you could look out for where they'll say, for example, at the library, they'll offer flu shots for everyone. And this is something that wouldn't be based on insurance coverage or not. They'd be just using it for the good of the community because that's the main reason you're getting the flu shot is what's called herd immunity, where your flu shot is protecting others in the community. 
The shingles shot is a very expensive shot, so some people have an expensive copay for this and so forth. So we're hopeful that this price will come down, but right now it's on back order. Clinics are charging people copays uh, that I could view as somewhat outrageous. You know, really? someone doesn't want to pay two hundred dollars as just their copay portion. So the shingles shot is a little trickier. And the pneumonia shot is the last one we've talked about among many vaccines. The pneumonia shot is something that's not everyone needs. We have 60 seconds to go, doctor. Somebody wanted to know if they could go to the doctor's offices and get both. Uh, what, what was the question? Was the flu and the uh, pneumonia or shingles? I can't remember. Yeah, so you can get more than one shot at the same visit. So typically a single office visit might be eligible for both of these. So you don't aren't limited to a single shot per visit. We could knock out more than one at a single stop. That's good to know. Good to see you again, Dr. Ives. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thanks for filling in today. Earlier, if you uh, to schedule an appointment, if you need a primary care doc, uh, visit any Hennepin Healthcare provider. You can call, easy number to remember, MyMD. Just remember that, 612-873-6963. 612-873-6963. Just a preview, what's coming up next week when Dr. Hilden gets back. The doctors will be talking about Medicare and open enrollment. You stay tuned to News Talk 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.